hello and welcome back to Youth Home Brew. Look at that, two weeks in a row, Mo. Are we not proud of ourselves? We're back on track. Uh, I'm proud of myself because it just means that I'm not sick. Isn't it wonderful that he's not <laughs> sick? And we just hope this comes out without any technical issues. Knock on wood. Um, it's me, Evie, and I'm here with Mo. Uh, we're going to start off by doing the reading, and we're reading from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 34. Thank you. The parable of the unforgiving debtor. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven cannot be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to the date of the servant who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owed to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and, be, and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little bit more time, be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, Your evil servant, I forgave you this tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I have had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And uh, this is the gospel of Christ. <laughs> uh, torture. Prison. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, I, I feel like there's some people who deserve torture in prison. I'm just putting it out there. There, there are some out there. Who deserve that? Do they? Mm. Uh, we were talking about them last week. Those oh, very oh. people. Um, j- just to uh, update you, I-, I got into trouble uh, for our uh, podcast uh, last week. Uh, my-, my mommy called me. And you know it's serious when your mom calls you and says, boy, what was this? Um, that she said that I-, I had left her very depressed after last week's. Um, podcast and and I should have given her a bit more hope, so she was very upset with me, and uh, I was in trouble with my mama. Sorry, sorry, mama. Mom. Um, I I I tried uh to to I tried, but uh this is a real thing. We have our real ideas, and uh I think that's what we're feeling. But I think it's quite a an interesting reading to follow on from last week, right? Because now it's all about forgiveness. Mm. 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 And and that's not so easy when we're talking about certain people that you feel should be tortured (laughs) and thrown in jail yeah (laughs) and thrown in jail look i mean i think the fact being that like we've been forgiving Mm. we have allowed these people 
to, I, I don't know how to put it, we've kept them in power. So maybe they feel like they've been forgiven, but they haven't like followed through with that forgiveness. Mm. So if we're going to look at the story in terms of who plays what role, may, maybe he is the evil, the, the, the government or the people that have stolen the money are actually the, the bad servant, the evil servant. Maybe they do need to be thrown in jail and tortured. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I've always struggled with forgiveness. Um, you know, for, for me, it's always been a difficult topic. Um, just because I, I, I'm a strong believer in justice um, and, and, and in everybody getting what they deserve. Um, what, like karma? Yeah, you, you know, I don't really call it karma. I, I, I more call it what you sow, you shall reap, which is karma, yes. But for me, it's more a sense of um, the, the world will at some point always try to come to an equilibrium. Um, it, it, it's the way of love, of, of just coming to the same kind of middle ground. And, and that's really what I try to think about. And, and I struggle with forgiveness because forgiveness is about almost in a way letting go of the pain that someone else has caused you with, with sometimes without justice. But then, are those two things juxtaposed to each other? Can you have forgiveness and justice together? I don't think that you can you can achieve forgiveness with justice. So I mean, I mean, if we're going to put it down to making it simpler, like I have I have three sisters. My younger sister and I, shame, growing up, were very similar in age, and we used to fight. And if she hit me, I wanted to hit her back, which then caused her to hit me, and then I hit her back, and it spiraled out of control until somebody threw a fork at my head. So, wow. And that made her feel bad because it hit me. She, she said she was aiming for over my head. I, I, I don't know. But, like, it didn't make her feel good. It didn't make me feel good. It just was this case of violence meets violence. It made us both feel awful. Having said that, if she were to hit me and I'm supposed to forgive her, and I don't actively do the work of forgiveness, and I sit and I harbor it inside of me and it festers and it gets ugly and I, and I start plotting my revenge, um, that's not good for me either. And so I think in terms of requiring justice in order to forgive somebody is going about it the wrong way. Hmm. But shouldn't you at least still get justice? And and by justice, I I just mean um, having your time, um, having your part of the whole conversation just heard, so that you feel just as human as the person who perpetrated this against you. Um, and and the 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 example that uh, I'll maybe throw out there is. The, the world that we live in and the terrible spate of gender-based violence that we've had in this country uh, and how all that 
we really require is for women who have gone through the, the this you know heinous situations to be able to find the justice they deserve. I think using that as an example is a very good one because if you as a woman in this country want to report gender-based violence or rape, you often come up with the advice of don't even pursue this because the courts are going to let you down anyway and you're going to have to relive this trauma again. You won't nothing. receive your justice. You, you, won't, you won't get it. So what do you tell a woman then who goes through this and how do you help her through that if she's never going to receive her justice? So then, for me, in that situation, if you were to speak to maybe someone who is deeply spiritual um, and, and very, very advanced in their spiritual growth, uh, if you look at it in a fouler type of way, then that person would say to you, forgiveness is the key. That helping whoever that female is that's been through this gender-based uh, violence, helping her to find forgiveness within her heart for what happened to her to be able to move on. And, and there is a very strong psychological argument to be made there. Like, okay, finding forgiveness and being able to move on is going to make her a stronger person. I don't disagree with that. But again, it negates the fact that she still hasn't received the justice that she deserves to be considered equal, to be considered as humane, if not more humane, than the perpetrator. Because if the perpetrator gets away with it, they get away with it. Which means they don't stop. I feel the need to tread very lightly here. <laughs> Please. I don't tread lightly. I have big feet. I, I just... I have this horrible problem where I... I don't want to say I empathize with the perpetrator. Because in no ways, forms, or any way do I condone behavior. But to actually... And you can speak for the male kind, um, you would never think about doing that to anybody else, ever. So what sort of person do you have to be to do that? Someone who is loved, cherished, and forgiven by God. Sure. Sh oh, good. Well, it's such a... <sighs> To get to a point to inflict violence on somebody else, what has to have happened to you to do that? Yes, it's a vicious circle. So, I mean, somebody once said to me, Yvette, holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm. It does more damage to you than it does to the other person. And so, for me, for the, the conversations I've had around forgiveness, that is a, a big conversation that often comes up. You heal better 
when you let it go. That's very true. Having said that, in the context of the conversation we're having now, and, and we've had this conversation around GBV about harassment of women, like I, I've, I've been there. You kind of go to a, a space where every, every woman has had something happen to them, whether it is a harassment or a comment or a spoken down to because you're a woman. Like we've all gone through something, some worse than others, but we've all gone through something. And you kind of put it away in a space that you're like, well, I have to move on with life, so I've got to let this go. We don't necessarily deal with it, but we, we let it go because if we sit with it all the time, we're going to get stuck. And I think that forgiveness is part of helping you move forward. Mm. And I fully agree with that. Um, you know, I, I, I just... I play devil's advocate because I, I'm 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 someone who um, believes in the the concept of 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 reparations and 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 the concept of you know um, dealing with what you have caused. Does it make sense? You know, dealing with what you have done in the world. Because I think when we create spaces for equal justice for all you stop those vicious circles from continuing i completely agree with you and mm. i mean uh, the the previous bishop of the johannesburg diocese of johannesburg we had a conversation um around the fact that we all go well well god will forgive you no god says that you need to go and ask for forgiveness from your brother or sister that you've harmed You've got to go and make amends for what you've done. It's not as easy as one, two, three, I'm going to forgive you. You've got to do the work that does it too. So I agree with you. There has to be a point of, of, of coming forward and saying, this is what I've done wrong. And it's okay that if you've been wronged to say, listen, I've been wronged. You need to step up now mm. um, in a safe space. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, we can take it to a, a simpler point of view. Like I, I had an issue with a priest um, and he shouted at me. And when he came through, his response was the vet, well, Christians, we forgive. And I went, no, there had to be some retribution before I can do some forgiveness. And you upset me, you hurt me, and you're going to hear me say this to you. And we had a conversation about his behavior and my response to his behavior. There are always two, there are always two parts to it. And at the end of it, we came out stronger for it. And it was easier for me to let it go because I was heard. But if he didn't want to hear it, and I sit and I see him every time I see him, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to be around you. That's not going to help anybody. You had your justice. I did. Not, you know, it's, it's not to say that, like, um, whoever it was spent some time in jail and, and had to, you know, um, dig a pit somewhere of punishment, but you you were heard as a human being and your hurt and your pain was acknowledged. You had your justice. So then what do you say to somebody who's being bullied at school? Um, do you want the official Christian answer or do you want the I'm a father answer? Which one's not going to get you into trouble with your mom? Um, 
They're both going to get me into trouble with mama. <laughs> I'm just it um, my, my my official Christian answer is the answer that we do. Oh uh, no, um, maybe they're going through something. Maybe you should just forgive, try and be friends with that person. But my dad' answer is cool. Let's go teach you how to do some boxing, so that you can defend yourself. That's my dad' answer. Um, and the one works on forgiveness and moving on from the terrible situation and and the other one is about standing up for who and what you are and your own humanity and wanting some justice but you can stand up without having to go for boxing lessons no sure um but the boxing lessons will give you that confidence to be able to stand up i'm I'm just very glad you didn't say we'll go to the school and report it because usually that makes things a lot worse um oh no i'm um, I'm a firm believer in dealing with your own issues so um i, I actually it, it leads me to the the next reading for today which which is the Romans reading uh, and I think that'll then help us to end this with a little bit more um hope. A smile on face, um, so, so that I don't get into trouble again. Um, so, so the the Romans reading is is from Romans fourteen, and it's verses one to twelve, and it goes, "Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarrelling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak only eat vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat." For God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld for the Lord to be able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also, those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both death, of both dead and the living. Why do we pass judgment? Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each of us will be accountable to God. I like debating, though. <laughs> you like to quarrel. Uh, no, uh. debate. And uh -huh. I just want to put down there, obviously they didn't take a look at elephants, because all elephants actually eat is like grass and like fruit. So, And they're super strong. So don't come now with this vegetable stuff. I, I, I had nothing to do with vegetables, I, Evie. Um, the the reason for me 
why I wanted to read that reading is last week we were filled with anger and indignation and, and it was basically a lament as to all the terrible things that are happening in the world around us. And all those terrible things that are happening in the world around us are still happening in the world around us. And, and there are a lot of lessons and there are a lot of things that we need to learn from all that's happening around us in the world. But more importantly, it's, it's for us to remember that we live and die to God. And if we look at the bigger, broader painting and picture that God is creating in the world, it's God's painting and picture. And, and, and it's, it's very easy to say, it's okay, God's got this, and God will take care of this. But that's ultimately really what I'm trying to say uh, in the easiest way possible, is that, yes, we, we lament, and yes, we, we are angry, and yes, we fight, and yes, we go through all of these ups and downs and all the crazy things that are happening, and we want justice in the world, and we want people to pay for the things that they have done, but we are all just as guilty as everybody else. There, there is no one in this world that can say that they are blemish-free and perfect and wonderful. And in the end, we all belong to God. We are all of God's, and to God we shall return, and God will then be that final judge who says, cool, um, so remember that kid that you pushed on the playground and you made him fall and he cried when you were in preschool? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you started developing that bullying attitude from there already. Because I think that all of us have, have within us the capability to do bad, to do good as well. But we must remember that God is that good and God will continue to pull us in the direction of good. Is that hopeful enough for you, Evie? I, I think so. And I think, I think, again, when we are forgiving somebody, it, it, it stems from that we need to be forgiving ourselves. Because often when we do things, it's because we don't really feel good about ourselves. Mm. It's about asking for forgiveness when we do something. Mm. It's understanding that we're not perfect. Um, and that, look, I, I've i never stolen money, okay? I can I can proudly say that's not something that I have done, especially not how much, how much, how many million? I have no idea anymore. Okay, but I, I have got into a fight with somebody that I probably shouldn't have or argued something because I needed to feel good about myself and sound smarter than what I am. I, I think there are parts of my own journey where I can look back and go, you didn't need to be that mean or try and point out somebody else's qualities that are not so great because I needed to feel better about myself. And those are all things that we need to look at our own lives and say, okay, before we pass judgment on something that somebody has done to me, we have to look at ourselves first. And and I agree with you. I think it, it we're lucky to still be, I'm going to say youngish. 
mm-hmm. that we can we can move forward from our own mistakes and learn to forgive ourselves and forgive others and ask for forgiveness and own up to what we've done before we start passing judgment on other people. And that's not to say that we're not supposed to hold people accountable for their actions. No. Because God uses us to do those things. Yes. Um, but we cannot let that harbor stuff within us that makes us upset and we end up depressing people. Um, it, it, those things are important too. Yeah. So um, I, I'm I'm feeling a little bit more cheerful. Uh, I, I hope you are too. Next week, I'm coming back with a full lament. I've got a lot of stuff to, to, to let out, but uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that for today. I'll try and keep him in line next week as well. She'll try. Man, oh man, I've got Job-level lament coming next week. It's going to be great. We're going to have people not want to listen to the podcast, Mo. People love the book of Job. It's good. It's good. It's good to lament. It's good to lament. Yeah, and it's okay to lament. Exactly. I think it's a lost Christian art. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a good week. For listening and being a part of this journey with us. Um... We're always welcome to hearing some more ideas and thoughts and challenge us, uh, take us in different directions uh, and tell us what you think and what you hear and how the spirit is talking to you as well in your own journey. Um, And let us know because it also inspires us and makes us do great and wonderful things as well. So thank you very much. Enjoy. Have a great week and goodbye. Bye.